The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with The Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard on Apple, on Spotify and everywhere podcasts can be, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to another edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Thursday, April the 23rd, 2020. I hope you are well and doing the best that you can under these circumstances and these very difficult times that we are living in. Today, I am going to get into really one topic and this audio may provide some clues to what it is I'm going to be centering the main theme of this episode around. Social distancing? You don't believe of that this is Of course I a... believe there should be. Of course. I'm but a how do you do that in a casino? That's up to them to figure out. I'm, I don't own a casino. I don't know anything wait about minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You're the mayor of Las Vegas. And yes. You want, you want casinos to be open, even though you have no authority, thank yes. you, over casinos. But yes. you, you say open them up, but you have no responsibility about how that would be done. No, no, safely. you're blurring. No, 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 you're blurring. You said it's not, not your job. There. It, I am not a private owner of a hotel. I wish I were. And I would have the cleanest hotel with six feet figured out for every human being comes so in there. If you can't figure out how to do this safely, why as mayor of a city that you were responsible for the people's safety, are you calling for something that you have no plan for how it would be done safely? I am not a private owner. That's the competition in this country. The free, the free enterprise and to be able to make sure that what you offer the public meets the needs of the public. Right now we're in a crisis health-wise and so for a restaurant to be open or a small um, boutique to be open, they better figure it out. That's their job. That's so the mayor's you, job. Okay, you said you said in another interview, you said, quote, let the businesses open. Competition will destroy that business if, in fact... Well, I think by now you've probably figured out what the main idea will be in this episode. Leadership. A lack of leadership. I think it's obvious where the mayor of Las Vegas Carolyn Goodman stance. You just heard her speaking to Anderson Cooper of CNN. That was from yesterday. Part of a very strange 30-minute experience 
live on CNN on Wednesday. A bizarre interview. Really bizarre. But really not bizarre because this is what has been much of the marker of the United States for the last 40 or 50 years. And I have talked about this for a long time. And I've talked about it in prior episodes, including most notably the episode I did a few weeks ago on Reagan, infrastructure, government and 2020, where I've talked about how the principles of libertarianism and neoliberalism have got us to this point where infrastructure has been totally destroyed in the United States. And that portion of that interview is a further argument for why that's happened. And also, you have the mayor of Los Angeles, or not Los Angeles, Las Vegas, rather. She did talk about the mayor of Los Angeles because Anderson Cooper had asked her about that. But Mayor Goodman is is exemplifying the notion of libertarianism and, and, and Ayn Rand. Libertarianism is the principle that the free market, as she mentioned in that particular portion of the interview, is the king or queen. Free market is the variable upon which we order our principles. Let the free market take care of things. Let the businesses do their thing and they have to decide what is best for the people, which is what you just heard her say. And they will offer the best thing for the people and the people will decide. In other words, no regulation, no government intervention, no government setting rules and laws or anything like that. No, 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 no. The government does not have any position to know what's best because business knows best. And that's not a principle that Mayor Goodman of Las Vegas just started in her own interview there with Anderson Cooper. That's a principle that has been very central in the United States now for over 40 years. Essentially, I mean, this libertarian principle even began further along the road than before 1980. But what you saw in 1980 were Reagan getting into office and then in 81 really becoming a libertarian. And in that 1980 year, by the way, it was interesting because David Koch, who, of course, if you remember correctly, is one of the Koch brothers. David Koch had run on the libertarian platform in 1980 as the vice president. And he was arguing all of these principles. And libertarianism, as I said, began before 1980 because you had Ayn Rand, who, of course, as you may know, um, was around in the 50s and the 60s, but particularly in the 1950s, where she was espousing these ideas of selfishness and the virtue of the individual. And the individual knows best and governments don't have any real place in this. They are weak partners. They aren't people who you can trust and the idea being that the individual and selfishness is the ultimate virtue 
And you have to let the free market do what it must because the free market will is the strongest principle and selfishness is the strongest, utmost principle that we have. It is a heavenly variable. These are the kinds of things that Ayn Rand had been preaching, whether it was in books like Atlas Shrugged or anything else. You even had Margaret Thatcher doing this as well in the 1970s when she talked about, well, you know, and into the 80s when she talked about there is no real society. The society that exists is just a collection of individuals. That is a nod towards libertarianism. This idea, again, that the individual predominates and presides. So business presides. The individual has to make the choice for him or herself. The individual is the one that must regulate conduct. And while in some respects, obviously, each individual has to make rational choices in his or her life or their life, a government structure is needed in order to provide guidelines and roadmaps and procedural provisions and rules so that conduct can be regulated. The libertarian model says, you know what? Screw that. We don't need laws. We don't need rules, except for the firefighters and the police and the military. That's really all we need uh, laws for. We need them. But aside from that, we don't need any kind of other law whatsoever. We can have complete anarchy. We can have people charging you to walk down the street. We can have, uh, you know, some... uh, We can have a railway, or rather we can have a highway... And we can charge you for driving down that road. We can charge you for that. And if someone wants to do that, if some driver um, has a car and he's parking in front of his house and if someone else parks in front of it, he can charge you for that himself. She can charge you for that themselves. We don't need government to do that. We don't need government to put parking meters here. The resident can charge you for parking your car in front of her driveway or her house, not even her driveway, just in front of her door. And she can set the price as high as she wants to. Those are the general principles of libertarianism. But what you're seeing now after Thatcherism. And Thatcher also had some other things to say about libertarianism and about government. But what you're seeing now is an extension and outgrowth of Ayn Rand, of Margaret Thatcher, of Ronald Reagan, who famously said the 11 worst words in the dictionary are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Reagan also said things like If you're part of government, you're part of the problem and not part of the solution. And I've talked about these things that Reagan has said before. He made it very clear that he was a libertarian just by what he did, especially in his first term in office. Fired the air traffic controllers, decimated unions. What? You want to organize unions in the United States of America? Can't have that here. We're going to do something different. 
and he fired the air traffic controllers. Union busting was something Reagan loved and union participation was decimated. And this all coincided with what happened in the 1970s when you had, as I've talked about before, the Powell Memo. Lewis Powell, somebody who was a big business guy, believed in the corporate state, corporate business, having complete control. He advocated for this in his 1971 memo, saying that business was the predicate and had to be returned to the center of governance and really become the new government in the United States. This memo is something that you can read online. And he argued for this, you know, this is the, you know, we need the uh, US, U.S. Chamber of Commerce to be the leader. We need these individuals. Business people are savvy and wise. These big, big businesses are the engine of everything. And they must be returned to the heartbeat of government and the governing of America. So these things are not ideas that just happened in that interview yesterday that Anderson Cooper did with Mayor Goodman. It's just an amplification of what's really been in the United States for about 50 years, if not more. And that Powell memo, by the way, by Lewis Powell, got him onto the Supreme Court, certainly got uh, President Nixon's attention because Nixon put him onto the Supreme Court a couple of years later, or whenever it was, I think 73 or 74. And before too long, he had these Supreme Court decisions. Buckley versus Vallejo in 1976 about free speech and pol politics, uh, money as, as uh, you know, free speech, basically. Corporations had a right to do that. And, uh, you know, that was, and he had that amplified again in a couple of other Supreme Court decisions in 1978, First National Bank of of Boston um, against Bellotti. You had, of course, what happened in 2010 with Citizens United, unlimited free speech, as my unlimited money as free speech, as political speech, perfect. You can do that. You can be from any company in the world and you can have unlimited money to put into these campaigns, which arguably helped um, usher in, you know, Donald Trump. And arguably, you know, all the influence of Russia and everybody else that helped skewer the election. First and foremost, it was Republican voter stealing that did. And even before the Powell Memo in 1971, you had way back, you had Calvin Coolidge, the business of America is business. All about the idea that business was the predominating factor. It wasn't the people. It wasn't anything to do with government. I'm going to turn a blind eye to business. I'm going to let them do whatever they want to do. That was Calvin Coolidge. Way back when, in the early 1900s, the business of America is business. So the libertarian idea has been around for a long time in the United States of America. 
What you're seeing now is a continuation of it and an amplification of it. This idea that the individual predominates, that business predominates, that government has no idea. So that if you have individuals running amok everywhere, doing their own thing, they aren't supposed to be governed. They aren't supposed to be controlled. They aren't supposed to be regulated at all. They are running wild, untamed, like the animals that they are, the primal beasts that they are, with no government intervention, with no rules, no stop signs on the roads. I mean, that's what libertarians would argue for. They would argue that we shouldn't have stop signs on the roads. They would argue that traffic lights, we don't need regulations. We don't need any stinking regulations like traffic lights. People should be able to drive and they should be able to make a decision about who stops and who doesn't when it comes to intersections. We can just do away with these th stop signs. Nah, we don't need those. Individuals should be able to decide that amongst themselves. They should come to an agreement that when they're behind the wheel in their car, which one of them is going to give way when they're racing through that intersection? Oh, maybe we can have a game of chicken to see who uh, blinks first, who puts on the brakes first. That is the model of libertarianism. That's not even, I'm not even making that up. That is libertarianism. That's an example of it. We don't need regulation on any of the roads. We can have the roads be whatever they look like. We just need government to get out of the way. That's what Reagan said. That's what many of these individuals espousing these principles have said. And that is what you just heard, essentially, from Mayor Goodman, who said, well, I'm the mayor. That's not my job. The question I have for Mayor Goodman is, if that's not your job, as mayor, what is your job? band with zoom welcome back to the politocrat on this thursday so before i get to the solutions to this i just want to talk a bit more about how this kind of very dangerous psychopathic philosophy and idea is running rampant now through many state governments and indeed through the federal government with Donald Trump. Donald Trump has certainly 
espousing libertarian philosophies, even though he doesn't really have any kind of ideology, his ideology is rooted in himself and himself alone and his narcissism, his malignant narcissism and own self-interest. That's his only ideology. But in supporting that ideology, what he does is propose and propound this libertarianism that is very toxic and toxic and very dangerous for the United States of America. We are seeing that with the fact that he has not in any general way invoked and enacted, which is the key, enacted and implemented the Defense Production Act, which requires corporations, people of industry, companies of industry to mass produce goods, equipment that is absolutely endemic and necessary for the general health and welfare of the United States, of the people of the country. And this piecemeal implementation of the act in certain areas for certain things and only on modified bases are really destructive because it's not uniform. And to the extent that it does help, it only helps in small ways. And instead of just going out and putting a blanket in enacting of this act, Donald Trump is not doing that. Donald Trump is telling Governor Cuomo of New York, whom he met with just this week, and apparently they supposedly had a productive meeting. But in the past, of course, you know that Trump had said, well, you know, 40,000 ventilators, 30,000 ventilators, they don't need that stuff. That's not something they need. Ventilators? Oh, come on. What do you mean? They don't need them. You know, that's up to this. You know, that's up to you guys. You guys are supposed to do that. I'm, we're not a shop. We're not a shipping clerk. We're not supposed to ship out anything to you guys. You know, we aren't doing that here. And so what Donald Trump is doing is using his position in the federal government to destroy the federal government, to destroy any notion of what the federal government is, to destroy any notion of what governing the people is. He is sitting there and he's not leading, just like the mayor of Las Vegas is not leading. And that is why I left you with that question. If it is not the mayor of Las Vegas's job to do anything about some of the things that Anderson Cooper asked her about, she wants to shut, she wants to open up all the casinos, but doesn't want to test people. That's up to the businesses to do. That's up to the, the people to do. In those businesses. I mean, if that's the case, then what is her function as a so-called leader? And that's the same thing with Trump. What is he doing? He's doing nothing. He's lazy. And that's what you're getting. And that's what you're seeing when you see Trump playing golf, when you see him tweeting, when you see him lying. So that's what's going on. There is an absence of leadership, and that's what libertarianism points to, the absence of any responsibility. You're not responsible for your own actions because you are primacy. You are the one who is everything. And it, you don't have to show any consideration for anybody but yourself. 
And even during that ridiculous interview that was done yesterday, when Anderson Cooper is trying to ask these questions and he's posing these questions to Mayor Carolyn Goodman, Caroline Goodman decided, oh, you know, I went to, uh, oh, I must have had the virus myself in January. I went and I did this and I did that. Well, Cooper asked, said to her, well, this is, I'm not talking about you. What are you doing for the people? And she couldn't really answer that. Oh, it's not up to me. You know, I don't own a casino. I don't gamble. I don't do anything. So you're selfish. And this goes back to what I said about Ayn Rand and this libertarianism which is what Carolyn Goodman the mayor of Las Vegas was arguing for let people regulate themselves government shouldn't step in government's not responsible government is uh, some entity that has nothing to do with this you can't tread on my right and that's what all these Trump protesters are talking about these pro-Trump people who are a loud but small group in several states that the media is giving all this coverage to. So then you're sitting there watching this thinking, wow, there's loads of people. This is small groups of people. And they are well financed. And there's a group of gun nuts on social media who organize this stuff as well. But this is the selfishness. This is the laziness of leadership. There is no leadership now. Amongst these Republicans, amongst these people and Caroline Goodman, the mayor of Las Vegas is an independent. But look, that's that's the same as basically saying a Republican for the purposes, at least in her case, because Bernie Sanders is also an independent and he caucuses with the Democrats. But in her case, the the tag of independent is libertarian. The tag of independent is Republican. This is a libertarian philosophy that these governors And mayors who are Republican in many of these states or in a few of these states and cities are espousing. And sadly, CNN gave half an hour of their day to that kind of thing, pushing, not that they are pushing it, but they've aired that philosophy. And it's very much in consonance with what's going on in the White House now. This absence of leadership, this laziness, this idea that We don't have to think for ourselves. People don't have to think for themselves. They can just do it. You know, the governor down in Georgia, we're going to just open up the state, but we're only going to open it for certain things. It's kind of like Trump, as I said, with the Defense Production Act. He'll only implement it so far. But Brian Kemp's playing a dangerous game. Brian Kemp, the Republican governor in Georgia who somehow didn't know or found out just recently that you could have asymptomatic people spread this coronavirus. That guy, that wizard of genius is saying, oh yeah, open up the parlors, the tattoo parlors, the massage parlors, open up the uh, hairdresser salons and open up the barbershops and the movie theaters next week and the restaurants. Hey, open up a lot of this stuff tomorrow, which is what he's going to be doing. What could possibly go wrong? Social distancing, though. Practice social distancing. In a massage parlor? How is that going to possibly work? 
But of course, it's the poor that have to suffer. And a lot of the people that get these tattoos and a lot of these people that get their hair done, and I'm sure rich people get their hair done too, but they have someone come to their house to do that. They arrange for all these things, I'm sure, testing, safeguarding, all kinds of things for that to happen. But the poor, not so much. And we don't know. These tattoo parlors, my goodness me. Have any of these people been tested anywhere? And most of the people going back to these places, if they are crazy enough or risking their lives enough or have a death wish or a risk of coronavirus wish to go back into the fray of business in Georgia will be people who are disadvantaged, people who are black, people who are Latinx, people who are poor. But, you know, Ayn Rand's whole thing is, oh, the poor, they are just a, you know, a stain on the sidewalk. Consider consider this. A series of headlines from the Associated Press of the last 10 days. April 13th, virus closes some meat plants, raising fears of shortages by Josh Funk. Some this is from uh, Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska. Some massive meat plant processing, excuse me, some massive meat processing plants have closed at least temporarily because their workers were sickened by the new coronavirus, raising concerns that there soon could be shortages of beef, pork, and poultry in supermarkets. Can I just interrupt myself and say that there are already food shortages? in this country called the United States of America, that there are fears that that's going to be even more severe? That do you know that there are food banks now all over this country with lines and lines of people that stretch miles back? In Pennsylvania, in New York, all over the country, people who have never been on food lines before? This is what we are in now with these 4.4 million new um, unemployment claims from this past week that were released today by the U.S. Labor Department. We've now over 26 million people claiming joblessness now. Is We are in the Republican Great Depression Part 2. All the job gains from the Obama administration of eight years have been wiped out in just five weeks because of this pandemic and because of what that has meant for business. And you've got these people like Mayor Goodman and all these people saying, you know what, go back to work. I have no responsibility here. I have nothing to do with casinos. But you know what, go back in there. The people who run these businesses can work it out. Well, I'll tell you about how the people who run business can work things out. They can steal money from a small business payment protection fund and take most of that money out of there. In fact, take all of that money out of there, drain all of the $350 billion out of that paycheck protection program. 
and leave the mom and pop businesses with absolutely nothing. Ruth Chris Steakhouse is not a mom and pop business. It is a chain and a multi-billion dollar chain. It took lots of money. Shake Shack took lots of money and a number of other businesses took lots of money that are big businesses. This is no loophole. This is theft. Shake Shack returned their money, but it was only because they were shamed into doing it. It wasn't because the CEO had some real benevolent change of heart. So to Mayor Goodman and to Ayn Rand and to anyone else. That is what will happen when you let business do what it does. When you let the free market do what it does. That classic Milton Friedman, vulturistic capitalist idea. When you do not have regulation over people or over business, you get Disaster. You get meat processing plants closing because their workers were sickened by this coronavirus. You get the fact that in this article I was reading from previously, the meat supply chain is especially vulnerable. And since processing is increasingly done at massive plants that butcher tens of thousands of animals daily. Now that's another topic right there that I could be getting into. Butchering of tens of thousands of animals daily? So the closure of even a few big plants can be felt quickly by customers. For for example, a Smithfield Foods plant that was forced to close in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, after nearly 300 of the plant's 3,700 workers tested positive for the virus, produces roughly 5% of the U.S. pork supply Every day, this virus has infected hundreds of workers at plants in Colorado, South Dakota, Iowa, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, and elsewhere. And with all of that, you have on April the 14th in the New York Post also. um, This is just ridiculous. Coronavirus cases skyrocket in South Dakota. Oh, who knew? Who knew? You know, South Dakota is one of the states that does not have a stay-at-home order. And in the article I just read portions from, nor does South Dakota, uh, Iowa, nor does Mississippi, nor does Nebraska, among others. South Dakota's coronavirus cases have begun to soar. This is from Vincent Barone, New York Post, April the 14th. This is from this article here. Listen to this. The coronavirus cases have begun to soar after its governor steadfastly refused to mandate a quarantine. Christy Nome is the governor of South Dakota. You have another libertarian. She's a Republican governor. What she does is libertarianism. The quarantine idea is herd mentality, not leadership. South Dakota is not New York. The state, South Dakota now, that is, is now home to one of the largest single 
clusters of coronavirus outbreaks. And I've just told you, they refer to Smithfield Foods, does Vincent Baroni in this article. And the governor of South Dakota refuses to close the state, refuses to issue stay-at-home orders. Arkansas, Iowa, Nebraska, and North Dakota are the other rural states, all led by Republican governors that still are resisting any quarantine measure whatsoever. No stay-at-home order. And this is, again, this is this libertarian thing. What we're doing each and every day is by getting up and using personal responsibility and taking actions at the local and state level. It is working. No, Governor Nome, it is not working. Your citizens are getting sick. Your citizens are dying. And this is what drives me up the wall. April 22nd, 2020, from the San Francisco Gate, it's an Associated Press article by Stephen Groves. Headline, Christy Nome. That is the governor of South Dakota that I've just been talking about. Says more testing supplies are needed to identify hotspots. So go back to work. Personal responsibility. But we need more tests. We need more tests. We need more supplies to identify the hotspots. So you're sending people back to work. You're telling them personal responsibility. But you don't even know where the hotspots are in your state. You don't know the hotspots in your state, Governor. That is not leadership. Gloria Gaynor, I will survive. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's have that mentality as tough as these times are. Some people, unfortunately, have not survived. And sadly, there's going to be a bit more of that to say the least. And it will be 
accelerated by people like Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota here in the United States, who thinks that it is absolutely fine to keep these places open. Nothing wrong with keeping the state open. But at the same time, she wants more testing supplies from Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, this is backwards. But more than that, this is extremely dangerous and an absent an absence of leadership. There is no leadership. Libertarianism provides the freedom from responsibility, the freedom from leadership. Just prostrate yourself and get everybody sick. You can have these wackadoodle protesters with no masks on, no gloves on. They can shout and chant and spread their virus. You can have Wisconsin hold an election during a pandemic. The Republican legislature there. Oh, no, 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 no. They override the Democratic governor. No, 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 no. You, you guys go out there and we're going to close 175 of the 180 voting precincts in Milwaukee County. And you know what? Go out there and vote in person. So you can have these long lines. You can have this congregation of people for a prolonged period of time. Hey, and guess what? Do you know that in Milwaukee County or in the city of Milwaukee alone, at least seven people have contracted coronavirus? And I'm sure that that figure will go up. And those are just the people they were able to test. We've tested only 4 million people in the United States. And then you've got these governors, Republican governors, absurdly saying that, no, you've got to stay open. You know that South Dakota, by the way, has 1,858 confirmed cases. The cases in South Dakota are spiking. Quote, same article that I was reading from before the break. We are not, this is Christy Nome, the same governor that told you that no, personal responsibility. You know, it's this mantra. Personal responsibility. I trust you guys. You don't need me to enforce anything. I'm just here. What are you doing? What is your, if you are governor of a state like South Dakota, what is, what are you doing? Apart from engineering a death cult. Quote, we're in a much better spot with testing supplies than we were two or three weeks ago. Really? How could you be in a better position when you've got more people infected because of your saying things like, well, no, we're not closing the state. We're not doing that. Maybe you're testing some people, but you're now saying, but do we have enough? Not yet. Well, obviously, you should be closing the state down and making sure that you get enough testing. Make sure that you get enough tests. Why are you going to keep the state open? That is schizophrenic. That's crazy. That's psychopathic. 
and it's sociopathic. You guys keep going back to work, get back to work, go to work. But I'm not going to close the state. I'm not going to be responsible for you. If you die, that's your problem. But go ahead. State's open. This is the same thing that is being said in Iowa. The governor there, Kim Reynolds. This is from the US, U.S. News and World Report. This is from the 20th of April. And there's also another Associated Press story, Ryan J. Foley. The headline, Iowa meat plants must stay open despite risks, Governor says. Governor Kim Reynolds said Monday that Iowa's meat pack packing plants will stay open and likely continue to spread the coronavirus among workers, warning that shutting them down would be devastating for farmers and the food supply. This is psychopathic. This is dangerous. What Governor Kim Reynolds is doing is leading the people in her state to the slaughter. You know what's really hurting farmers? And I talked about this last week when I did an episode on Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan and what the real deal is with these protests that they are completely ignoring. Obviously, those pro these protests are political, but what they really should be protesting on and about is the way Donald Trump has decimated farmers all over the United States of America with these stupid trade wars that he started with China. China, by the way, in case you weren't noticing, is the economic superpower in the world now and arguably has been for the last 10 years. The United States owes so much money to China right now. China could call that debt tomorrow. They could call it tomorrow. Lickety split. And the U.S. would be brought to its knees. But never mind that. Donald Trump is already doing that. Thank you very much. Bringing America to its knees with lots of idiotic and dangerous things like useless immigration Orders that really have no force or effect because there's no immigration coming in anyway right now. Dangerous measures like that, irresponsible. And then you've got Kim Reynolds, the Republican governor of Iowa. Meat plants must stay open despite the risks. Yeah, let's thin out. Let's thin out the people. Let's get rid of them. Really good idea, Doc, uh, uh, Governor. Governor Reynolds, wow. And for those of you in Iowa who uh, voted her in, what were you thinking? I mean, don't forget, Iowa is also home to Steve King, that racist who Iowa voters in, in that district that he is polluting have voted in year after year. For almost 20 years, every two years they've done that. He's up for re-election this time. Will Iowans in his district continue to vote him in? After a while, you, you start to think, or you start to say, that maybe these Iowa residents are also racist. 
because they know well of Steve King, not to be confused, of course, with Stephen King, the novelist and one of the great masters of horror in his writing and lots of other things he's done that aren't horror related in his writings and his great books. But Governor Kim Reynolds on Monday, according to the story by Ryan J. Foley, Monday, oh, meatpacking plants must stay open despite the outbreaks. Nothing to see here. Reynolds said at a news conference that the virus spreads quickly and easily at the plants because so many workers are in close proximity, acknowledging, quote, we will continue to see clusters of positive cases in them. Clusters? Clusters? If people are in close proximity and they are not obviously practicing physical distancing because they are less than six feet apart, these aren't going to be clusters, Governor Reynolds. These are going to be a catastrophe. These are going to be catastrophes. Coronavirus outbreaks at Tyson Food pork plants in Columbus Junction and Waterloo and a national beet beef plant in Tama, T-A-M-A, have contributed to a surge in positive cases in Iowa in recent days. Two-thirds of the 389 new cases announced by the state Sunday, by far a one-day record, were from National Beef and Tyson employees. Other plants across the state from Marshalltown and Perry have confirmed cases as well. The number of coronavirus patients hospitalized statewide has skyrocketed in recent days to 214 and deaths have climbed to 79. Now, this was Monday. I haven't looked at what the the rate of what the numbers are now today on Thursday, but my goodness me, I'm sure it's a lot higher than 79 deaths. And I am pretty darn certain that the number of cases there is a lot higher now than it was at 214 on Monday. Tyson Foods, I mean, this is just crazy. 177, well, the Tama beef plant resumed production on Monday after a two-week shutdown, according to employees, despite the news that 177 workers out of more than 500 tested were positive. So you've got a third of the workers. This is just Asinine. A third of the workers tested positive. But, you know, we're going to just continue because libertarians understand something. And that is money. Profit over people. That is ultimately where the libertarians stand. Because who cares about the people? We want money. The only reason that these governors in these states and these Republican governors, they want business to reopen. Remember, it goes back to Lewis Powell. We must make business the center of government. Business must have the primary role in the United States. And the governing principle must be business. The Powell Memo, 1971. We must return business to the center. And the people... Governor Christie Nome doesn't care about them. Governor Brian Kemp doesn't care about them. Mayor Carolyn Goodman doesn't care about them. Governor Kim Reynolds doesn't care about them. 
coronavirus cases in Black Hawk County have doubled in recent days to 356, with 90% of them traced to Tyson plant workers. This is according to the public health director, Nafisa Cisse Egborne. The county reported two more deaths on Monday. Tyson Foods. <sighs> it's just after a two-week shutdown, this place reopens in Columbus Junction at the pork plant, and health officials have said that more than two hundred workers have tested positive, and two have died at the plant. "Quote: We plan to increase production at Columbus Junction gradually, with the safety of our team members top of mind," said Tyson Foods President Dean Banks. Oh. Goodness gracious me. Oh, boy. We have a death cult here. Libertarianism is a death cult. And what these leaders are saying is, let them eat death. This is Jim Jones. This isn't Marie Antoinette. It's Jim Jones. A death cult. And it's so-called leaders that are promoting it and pushing it. It's totally out in the open. Whether it's Donald Trump and... Take it. Take hydroxychloroquine. Try it. A drug that's killing people, left, right, and center. A drug that Brazil and India stopped having in the public domain. Stopped it. Stopped the production. Stopped putting it out into the public. Even Brazil did that. With that crazy dictator they've got there, Jair Bolsonaro, shaking the hands of elderly people and then wiping his nose. Wiping his nose and then shaking hands with an elderly woman. He's utterly rancid, just like this guy is Trump. I wonder about these governors and I wonder about these folks at Tyson Foods. If there was a shooting at Tyson Foods where somebody shot shot at 10 people there and killed them, would this president of Tyson Foods, Dean Banks, would he... Say, yeah, no, we're going to just keep things going. We're going to just keep the plan open. Ten people died here. Mass, mass, you know, terrorist shooting. But, you know, keep working. I mean, two people have died at that very plant. At Columbus Junction in Iowa. Latinos and Hispanics account for 19.6% of Iowa's confirmed cases. So almost 20% of the cases in Iowa. Latinos and Hispanics. Latinos, I'd say. Latinx. And that's more than three times their share of the state's population, according to data. Black people comprise 11% of the cases compared to their population of 4% of the residents of Iowa. So you've got... Black people contracting this disease 
in Iowa at three times the rate of their population, nearly three times the rate of their percentage of the population. And you've got the Latinx community contracting this virus at more than three times their rate of percentage in the population. Casino workers are predominantly poor, predominantly Latinx and black and maybe Native American as well. Many of them are. And poor whites. So is this a case of a war against the poor? I know what I think the answer is. Libertarianism is the death of us. It's the death of leadership, it's the death of people, and it is the death of government. Libertarianism is very dangerous. It is not good for us. It is not good for you. It is not good for me. It is not good for anybody but the psychopathic people who are looking to literally make a killing off of you. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.